Hi, this is Joe Bonamassa, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Hi, this is Glenn Hughes, and this is Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 513 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 513, we are blessed to be joined once again by Mr. Glenn Hughes, former bass player of Black Sabbath, uh, Deep Purple, Black Country Communion, to name a few. Uh, Glenn will be at Jurgles in Warrendale, just outside of Pittsburgh, on September 20th, doing a show of music uh, centered around his time with Deep Purple, The Stormbringer, Come Taste the Band, Burn Albums, uh, fantastic record. So he's going to be coming in doing that. Uh, guests that night, uh, op- opening the show will be Enough's Enough, so you want to come out early and catch them as well. So we're going to play you a little bit of that classic Glenn Hughes era Deep Purple. We're going to get in that interview with Glenn himself. Glenn Hughes. How are you doing today, Glenn? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm all good. Can't complain. Wonderful, wonderful. You are out on the road doing uh, a mixture of co-headlining shows with Mr. Ingvay J. Malmsteen and doing some some solo shows. Uh, we're going to have yeah. you in on the 20th doing, doing a solo show sure. um, here in Pittsburgh. Can you talk a little bit about? I, I mean, the, the show is billed as you know, basically you you playing homage to your time in in yeah, Deep Purple. Yeah. But can you talk a little bit about you know how the the set kind of shapes out? Well, for me, I, I wanted to take a look at the legacy of the Burn album, of course, you know, mm-hmm. and take 
that and what would work in my show. Uh, and, and, and by the way, John, this show is only Deep Purple songs. This is the only time I've ever, well, I, I've done this show pre-pandemic, um, but this show will go till the end of next year. Then I'll, well, I'll, when I, I, I am the last man standing, John, to do this material. Mm-hmm. So I'm the last man standing. I, I'm honoring these songs with, with a tremendous amount of respect. Yeah, it, it is, it's amazing to think that you did Burn and Stormbringer within one calendar year. Yeah. Looking at yeah. that. So you have a, you, you could turn around as soon as you're done wrapping up this tour and go right into a Stormbringer um, tour. When, when you look back on that time, um, obviously with David and, and the rest of the band, do you have kind of fond memories of that time? I mean, obviously the music speaks for itself but that doesn't necessarily tell the story of what you know how long you all got well along as mates and well i don't know how old you are john but in the 70s music was 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 as you know artists made the record they were on the road it was a cycle and mm-hmm. i mean i made three albums in 18 months in purple mm-hmm. and a couple of five albums so you know for us there was no, not really any downtime. We joined the band and we were off and yeah. running, you know. There's no real, I mean, I've never been one to do vacations anyway, but the band were on fire in the mid 70s, as you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, for me, I've been doing this a long time. I mean, there's two members that aren't here in Deep Purple any longer, as you know. So again, for me, to honour this music is, is important. Before I go back to honouring my own solo work, John, so that's sure. also important, you know. Yeah, I, I have to, uh, I, I'd be remiss not to ask, We, we you know, it, the way the internet works, this kind of stuff gets spread very quickly, but you were joined on stage by Joe Bonamassa and Chad Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, recently um, do we have a kind of a timetable for the next Black Country Communion I, I know we you see the post that it's being recorded and, um, I, I'm at, we're mixing it right now I'm speaking to Joe and Kevin Shirley uh, yesterday we are aiming to have this album out in the first quarter of okay. next year I would say by late March or early April so um, we're very excited about the way things are. Uh, the albums have all been remarkably well recorded, as you know. Sure. So we're, uh, we're just waiting on a release date, but I can say, John, it'll be the, you know, the next, the, the first quarter of next year. Excellent. Is it, is it um, when you're doing a project like that, um, where you know that kind of takes the stars aligning? Obviously, Kevin is is an extremely busy. Joe is. But, nine projects going at one time um yeah. you know when when is it difficult for you to kind of have to schedule creativity you know because you guys you know obviously you write riffs and things individually but a lot of that's collective when you get together yeah well joe and i write all the albums together and we get together at my house every album has been done pre- pre-produced in my studio um as this one was um I do put a lot of time into Black Country Communion to make sure that, that, that number one, the songs are ready to go. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that part. I do enjoy the songwriting process. Um, and it's been 
fun. Uh, I, I do Black Country for, simply because it's a lot of fun project with my friends. Yeah. As you know, this is the fifth album. Um, I'm not sure if there'll be any shows, John. There's our talk about it. There's talk every time we do an album. But primarily, I am a solo artist, as Joe is, and Jason with Zeppelin experience. So yeah. for me, my priority, as you can imagine, is my solo work, the Deep Purple Legacy work, and re for me, returning to Glenn Hughes solo. So, yeah, so when, when you go on a show like this... Um with the, the purple are you sticking strictly to the material from burn or are you kind of incorporating the other albums you did or or more of the broader deep purple catalog uh, you know I, I as i go john as I, i'm, I'm going to do a couple of tours next year american tours next year and as, when i do that I, I probably will change a couple of songs and add mm -hmm. take some songs out and maybe add something from another album so for now i'm doing five songs from Burn, and there'll be three or four songs from uh, Stormbringer or Come Taste the Band. Was there a particular album that is, you know, kind of looking at the broader Purple catalog, was there a particular song or an album that kind of got you buying into the idea of joining the band? You know, if it hadn't been for this song or this album, you know, Machine Head or, or whatever, that you may not have gotten involved with the band was there something that you really well, kind of sunk your teeth into in their catalog well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm telling you something that I'm, I'm not sure a lot of people know when I joined the band I wasn't too familiar with Deep Purple mm -hmm. I know they were very big as you can imagine sure. in 73 um, but I was on my own path with my own band Trapeze and so when I joined the band I, I joined the band just uh, John Lord was so enthusiastic for me mm. to join I joined because we I became really good friends and then we started to, to write some songs obviously which were on the Burn album uh, but for me what, uh, it, it all came together on Stormringer for me um, the album was more, more cohesively more I'd say a bit more musical it wasn't so much heavier it was a bit more musical and for me that's the kind of genre I like was but, that you know, for, I'm sorry was that a symptom of having more time and, you know, yes. experience with the guys in the band to know how to play yes. collectively? Yes. You know, for me, Stormbring was an album where I wrote a lot more. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I did on the, on the Burn album, John, but my name wasn't credited because I was signed to another company. Uh. Um, but now it is on the, on the re-release. But on Stormbring, I did write a lot more stuff. And David and I get to do more together, even more so than on Burn. Again, all the, the three albums I did were so different in the genre, you mm. know. So, yeah, they were all different. Is there a particular song of those, you know, kind of the, the albums you did with Purple that you would say this is the one? I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, might just take your life, you know, might come to mind. But is there a particular song that you hold up there is, is maybe your favorite even if it wasn't a hit? Look, you know, on all three albums, I've got favorites, you know. So on Burn, it would... No, I love Sail Away. I love playing that song. I might just take your life, of course. Oh, my God, Burn is amazing. Yeah. And I, then again, I do really enjoy singing the streets, as you'll see. You know, so for me, it's a, it's a great album of five guys 
playing together yeah. and really knowing each other on that first album. Playing with, you mentioned John Lord, obviously. You know, when I think of, you know, anybody that played the keys in, in rock music, his name has to be very high on that list. And yeah. obviously you've played with Derek Sherinian, who is probably, you know, in that same echelon. Did that change how you approached the bass because of his playing? You know, was, you know, sometimes, you know, instrumentalists can get in each other's way and you have to give each other space. Was that any kind of adjustment not, for you as a musician? Uh, not so much when I first joined the band, but then John and I did some outside work together where we we did a lot of stuff alone where I understood really what he was doing mm-hmm. as a musician. So it was like, like McCartney is an incredibly melodic bass player when we look at Sgt. Pepper the bass lines and by the way I'm a big fan of, of Paul and of course I'm a big fan of, of you know James Jameson of course mm-hmm. from Detroit so for me bass playing is all about melody and groove as you know mm-hmm. but John uh, and Keith Emerson was on my John, I played with the greatest keyboard players ever Keith, John and Derek yeah so I've been very lucky yeah, you think about that. I think a lot of bass players are probably used to, you know, you grew up and maybe had a buddy who played guitar, but the guitar isn't necessarily in the same, you know, octave, no. where a keyboard player can kind of go right past you with his left hand. Um, right. you know, so I was curious if that was, from a bass perspective, if that changed. John, John and I worked really well together because he was a, a big left-hand Hammond player. Yeah. And I stood, I don't know if you've seen footage of me with him, but I stood a lot with him. Mm-hmm. Looking what he was doing, so I'm, I'm. Look, I'm. I love songwriting, and I like to learn. I'm learning today, still learning today. I'm, I'm going to be a student forever. Is is the challenge of songwriting more of a draw to you at this point in your career? I mean, obviously, musically, vocally, you know, you're well renowned. But is is songwriting what kind of keeps you going? That kind of the chasing only- the perfect song. Now. People are saying, John, at the moment, now, this is what they're saying, that I'm singing better than ever, which is gratitude, great gratitude. But for me, the reason I keep coming back every year is I'm writing new music. Writing new music for me is the key why I'm still doing this. really is. Yeah, I can imagine that's... If you you were just going through the catalog at some point, that would get... You know, that would get kind of mind-numbing, I think. No, I'm always changing. Bo, when Bowie lived with me for a, a, a good while in 1975, and he was a, a big, firm believer in keep changing. Mm-hmm. And I've taken that with me all these years. That's no better person to take advice from than David Bowie when it comes to changing. No. <laughs> yeah. no. Coined the no. phrase, and, and he, he certainly, he not only did he sing that, but he, he obviously walked the walk. I mean, he, his, he did. You know, it's it's interesting when you look at musicians that go through these big shifts. Sometimes, you know, you think of a band like U2, for example, that are nowhere near producing the music they did when they started yeah. out. And sometimes you swing and miss. You know, I, mean, I think mm. if you were to, to have a blunt conversation with Bon over the edge, they might say that, you know, the pop yeah. album wasn't what they wanted but if you don't I take that yeah. risk as a musician yeah. I think you die I am a lover of anyone 
that takes a risk. Now, I'm not going to name names. Here I go again. The bands that can't take a risk because they're so in that genre of mm -hmm. there are one sounding looking style bands. And when they try and change, it looks awkward. Mm -hmm. And I think you can imagine who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But for me, all through my career, what's he going to do now? Is he going to make a left turn? Yes, he is. And I, I could have made, I, I hate talking about money. I could have made a lot more money if I'd have just stayed in one genre. But I can't. I'm, I'm not a heavy metal singer. I'm not a jazz singer. I'm not a pop singer. But I'm all, I'm all I mean, I'm, I'm a rock singer with all those influences joined together with me it's r&b it's pop it's soul it's funk it's all of it yeah i mean you're right though the financial draw has got to be challenging because i think anybody who you know at the stage of the career you have you could go out there and just play x number of hits do what I'm is expected of you and be no. miserable in making money uh, and no, i guess you know, you know but john i i i'm not going to say any more than i i done stuff in my career simply for money and i've been so unhappy making yeah. money where I, that would probably sound strange to people but if you're i i am an artist that must make new music mm -hmm. i mean i insist i hate that word insist but every year i find myself with a new paint board of new songs I'm, I'm getting ready next year by the way exclusively telling you I am going to do another Glen album next year, the first one in nine years, because it's time to do it. Yeah, nice. Now, when the songs that you're doing, obviously, I mean, quite a lot has happened since the Resonate album. Um, yeah. To the world, um, do, do you draw a lot from you know when it when it comes to the lyrics? I guess obviously music is going to come from different things, but lyrically, do you does the current world kind of creep into those kind of lyrics, or do you try to separate real world from lyrical i i don't write about politics i write about the human condition i, I write mm. about how are we feeling mm -hmm. what are we going through are we going to get through this you know acceptance staying in the present moment this is the big thing for me people call it woke awakening if you will mm. yeah. it's rather outlandish it's a, it's a new term we're going through for me it's all about staying present in this moment right now and i'm writing about that and the, the new black country album when you hear it you'll go oh so glenn's talking about letting go again because i always that's ever since i've been sober i've been sober almost 30 years i've been singing about letting go you know i'm walking through the fear and and that's the way i feel that sounds awesome so we'll look forward to quite a bit of new music from you in 2024 um Thankfully, really? we have you in less than a week here in Pittsburgh. Again, yeah. the show on the 20th at Jurgles, Warndale. Everybody here knows that's a quick jaunt sure. for Pittsburgh, and we look forward to a night of Deep Purple. Uh, and, and your amazing voice and bass playing uh, going to be yeah. fantastic. Glenn, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, John. Look, uh, to everybody coming to the show next Wednesday at, at Jurgles, I've played there before, and you were so gracious to me. And um, come hear these songs in this genre. It might be the last time you hear it um, in in a show. So uh, if I'm the last man standing, please come and have a 
have a night with me. All right, a giant thank you again to Mr. Glenn Hughes for taking the time to join us. He will be at Jurgles in Warrendale on September 20th. The show features support from Enough's Enough, uh, another regular here on the Iron City Rocks. Come out and check out Chip and the band, and then Glenn doing the music of Deep Purple. should be a fantastic night. We will have links on ironcityrocks.com with tickets. You can check out the other podcast episodes, contests, concert dates, etc. There, and also uh, you can join us on our social media. Uh, all of them are Iron City Rocks, no spaces, no periods, no dashes. And you can drop us an email at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. I want to thank you so much for listening. Until next time, thank you. <laughs>